ladies and gentlemen, another edition of the Sunday card, Thanksgiving style, as we like to say, as the gobble gobble has come and gone. Thanksgiving is has come. We got to see a couple of games on Thursday, not games that anybody actually wanted to watch, but we watched them nonetheless. Uh, Dan Zampano, Chris Raza, Matty Ice, Matty C, Matt Silberth here with you on a beautiful week 12 edition of the Sunday card. Chris, I know you are anti-Turkey, so what was on the menu for Thanksgiving? Well, we we had a, a 3-0 football Sunday, uh, Thursday. We, had, we, we hit on the over. We hit and we hit on the parlay of Houston and, uh, and Washington. And then, uh, as you mentioned, I hate I hate that bird. I hate it so much. We had a beautiful ham. We had some baked mac and cheese, and we had some oh, stuffing, and we had some green beans. So we got every. I had to sacrifice the mashed potatoes for the for the mac and cheese, but that's okay because I think if I ate both of those, I would still be asleep. I feel like I feel like that's just like a party. Like I feel like that wasn't even Thanksgiving. I feel like that was that's, just like a nice that's dinner. my Thanksgiving. <laughs> Matt, what was on the menu this week? Uh, hopefully, it was it was better than your your record last week. Anything? Well, it wasn't like a a, a torched burnt bird that you pulled out of the oven and then went and got Chinese food instead because we burnt the turkey. That was what my card was last week comparable to. No, no, no. I said that was that's what my card last week would have been comparable to. Oh, oh, oh my no, God. we had a delicious. <laughs> Turkey, Christopher, because that's what you eat on Thanksgiving. Turkey's gross, and I will. I've waited twenty four years to not have turkey on Thanksgiving, and I finally had oh it. Gosh, we had the, the turkey, the mash, the stuffing. The only thing that I was missing personally, no, no green bean casserole made an appearance this year. So I'm a little upset. Oh. But I'm doing a. We're doing a little second part with uh, with my girlfriend's family today, so I'm hoping that the green bean casserole is on. It's is is, is ready for the leftovers. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. I I think that. Um, I think that all these people coming out of the woodworks, like saying that like turkey is just like this like sacrilegious meat now is like I, I don't know where this is all coming from. I'm, I'm very concerned with America right now. Do they not and know like, the wonders that gravy does on turkey? I mean, gravy. All you need is the gravy, and it's a delicious meal. And the cranberry sauce. I, I can tell you that this was the first year. Because everything was all kind of very kerfuffled this week with me, um, this was the first year that I actually had Thanksgiving dinner twice, once on Monday night, and had the actual turkey dinner on Monday night. But yesterday, as we're recording on Friday, yesterday I had uh, uh, prime rib. Yesterday, very nice. Like, which is fine, like fantastic, like prime rib, go for it. But like. It was so weird this week with, you know, all right, newsflash, Danny thought he had the Rona and he didn't have the Rona. So was living out in a tent for like two days. But still, it was it was just a very strange week to have to have, to have Thanksgiving. But we did have some interesting I'll tell you that. Old, old Danny false positive. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We're Danny Heaters out in the out of the tent. We had Brady and Brady and Goff round two, like going out there. It was, it was like a cabana in there. It was beautiful. Um, so, but anyway, um, before we get started, a big happy birthday to our big man, Matty Ice, Matty C, Matt Silver. Huge birthday. I mean, massive, and it will definitely make things better after. 
What was it? Oh, and what? I, I just I can't remember last week. Well, if we want to roll Thanksgiving right into it now, as of my last 13 games, I have been winless. Oh, um, winless in the NFL, so not not great. It was 0-11 during week 11, which I realize now. Uh, and it's just... I, I just one nice birthday gift would be like a one win, <laughs> like one win. <laughs> if the if the money line parlay doesn't come in this week, then we're just going to be twenty seven is off to a bad start. <laughs> oh, lost right now. I mean, I was thinking you were going to say it would be a nice birthday present to go five and zero, and then you just drop the one win. I just <laughs> want one win. Okay. You, you don't want to get ahead of yourself. Just. Start off with one, and then slowly work your way back to the five and zero that we all had at one point this year. Remember those days? We're clearly at rock bottom, and we're going to work our way back up. Thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers for Maddie at zero and five week. Me and Chris didn't do much better though. One and four this week. I mean, it was it was brutal across the board. There's no question about it. Um, So the records right now stand. I am at twenty nine twenty twenty nine and twenty four. Matt is at 22-30-1. I hate to keep that. It's tough. And Chris, not much better, 23-29-1. So we got to get better. We just got to get better each and every week, brick by brick, step by step. So let's begin, shall we? And we th- listen, It's these primetime games are the death of us, too, because they are so brutal. Brutal. Absolutely brutal games this week. Let's start in, uh, in Green Bay. The Packers hosting the Bears on Mon- on Sunday night football. Um, really need to have a discussion about NBC, about why they have this game even in the slot. I know it's like, oh, yeah, this is the oldest NFL rivalry that nobody ever wants to watch. So um, Packers and Bears, big line, big line. Packers eight-and-a-half-point favorites in this game, and the over-under is at 45. Um, let's start with Maddie. Let's get it out of the way here. Let's get it out. We're going to come out firing I, I, that eight and a half. That's a monster line. And you are seeing it. You're seeing money come on the other side. You're seeing Packers are getting 51% of the bets, 59% of the money, uh, according to action network. And that, you know, I think they're just, I can't tell what the book wants you to take here. I, I think that they want you to take Chicago. Um, but I just can't lay that with 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 the Packers. The eight and a half feels like too much with the with how sneaky Chicago is. But as we look at the forecast, low temperatures, fourteen mile per hour winds. We're in the frozen tundra of Lambeau. We are going to go under forty five. Both Bears, uh, both Bears Packers games last season uh, finished exactly at forty four each. So we will take the under forty five. We are going to get a one point advantage. We're back. We're back on the horse here. Okay. Chris, give me a pick. You know, Matt, I think you're an absolute genius, and I hate saying that because the last few weeks you've had, but maybe no. that means you're due. If you that look at my record, it'll tell you otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I like the under one because we can cop out and we don't have to break rule number 12. We don't have to worry about that because I do like the Packers to win, but it's just the, the, with the Bears' defense and the rivalry game, I don't know where I see this score falling. I could easily see the Packers winning by 10 points, but I just don't want to trust that, and I don't want to have to worry about that. So, again, I like that. With the weather, I like that under 45. I could see this being game being like a 31-10 to 10 Packers win, or I could see it being 17-14 to 14 Packers win. So, 
Let me take let me take the under there with the under forty five. And like I said, with with Matt saying about the weather, I, I think that's a good number to take. My query with this game is that I have no idea who the Bears are playing at quarterback. It is true. You know, <laughs> is Tyler Bray? Is that who it is? I I, re- I don't know. Mitch, uh, I mean, you, you got to bring Mitch back. I, I think Mitch is he healthy though? It looks like okay. So now I'm seeing here Chicago Tribune quarterback likely to start for the Bears is Mitch Trubisky. So, you know, I think if that's the case, then I'm comfortable enough taking the Bears. I'll take the Bears on the big on the big line. I just don't think that that the Packers offense right now is very efficient. I mean, you, you had a full half of football that they scored three points in, and it wasn't until literally at the final seconds of that Colts game that they did that. Um, the week before, you were scoring 24 points on the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, not being able to run the football is really hurting them. And, you know, I, I think the Bears, as horrid as their offense has been, um, I just think their defense is going to keep it low scoring. I th- I, that's where I'm at. So I, I see this game, I see this game kind of like you know 21-14 type of game where it's it's maybe the Packers are you know kind of controlling the game but can't really run away with it. So um, I, I'll I'll stick with the Bears here. I don't know what the lines are doing either because right now, like you said, is 51% and 59% on the money, but you're seeing like a lot of mixed signals on where that money is going. So. The line has been at eight and a half all week. It hasn't really moved. I think that means that a lot of people are staying away from this game. I'd probably stay away from it as well, but I'll take the Bears uh, because that line is way too big. You know what, Dan? That score you gave, you know what that also hits? The under 45. That's very true. (laughs) Oh, I don't like it. Ah, I'll stick with the Bears. I got to go with my gut. This one, I'm a little bit more sure of. Um, The Monday night game where we're all subjected to this trash organization trash team and not a trash organization but the team this year is garbage the eagles hosting seattle on monday night can you even believe that this is a contest i don't know it's a it's a rematch of last year's jo- uh, josh mccown playoff game what a performance uh so maybe there's some quote-unquote revenge in the air for the eagles i don't know the line opened at three. The, the current line is at five points. Five-point favorites are the Seattle Seahawks in Philadelphia on Monday night. Over-under is 50. Chris, give me a pick between the Battle of the Birds. Yeah. Uh, part of me wanted to actually take the Eagles with this, this being more than a field goal line. But... I want, are we finally ready to admit that Carson Wentz is not a good quarterback? Or like, are we ready? Are we there yet? Are we done? Are we done with the Carson Wentz experiment here? Um, I believe he has the worst quarterback rating in the league with like 77 um, with a minimum of whatever, you know, X amount of starts. Um, as of right now, the Eagles are one in five against the spread outside of their division. Uh, they are only scoring 22 points a game, whereas the Seahawks right now are scoring just a hair under 32 points per game. And also Seattle has a couple extra days to get ready for this game. And I like Pete Carroll having that extra couple of time to get ready for a very inept Philadelphia offense. Uh, so I'm, I'm sticking with rule number three here and not betting against Russell Wilson. Give me the Seattle Seahawks minus five. 
Uh, if this was a couple of points higher and it maybe was seven and a half, I'd, I'd lean more towards the Eagles with it being more than a touchdown. But I think the Seahawks can beat these these lowly other birds uh, by more than a touchdown. So uh, give me the, the Seahawks with the land five points. Matt. Well, Dan said he's pretty sure this game, and I'm trying to think. I feel like I think he's going to be on my side because I'm going to go against Chris here, and I'm going to take the Eagles plus five. Um, and yet I know Carson Wentz has been bad, but this just feels like one of those spots. That this is where the Eagles cover. This is where you take the Eagles. The two times, you know, so they're two and one as underdogs this year. Last week they lost as a very short two and a half point dog, which again, if Carson Wentz wasn't so horrible and, you know, throwing interceptions on his own goal line and such, um, then they probably could come back and, w- and win that game against the Browns in their, that horrible weather. And then this is also a spot I feel like where you fade Seattle, where they're kind of a bigger, uh, bigger favorite on the road, um, prime time. We get prime time Seattle, which means what? Weird stuff is going to happen. They're always crazy wonky games. You know, you you keyed on the. I know it's not a full possession, but at that five points, it feels like it's enough, and it's going up. So who knows? Maybe I'm going to probably wait on this one. If it's ever C six, I'm going to just absolutely hammer it. But even come game time, if it's at five, I'm probably going to take Philly here. This is just a spot that Philly covers them to me. Absolutely. I, I think you're right on the money, although I will say that there is another another take that I have on this game that is a little bit better. And uh, to me, it's the under. Uh, I'm going to take the under 50. If you look at the weather right now, 15 to 25 mile hour winds. There's an 80% chance of rain. They're saying about an inch of rain in this game in Philadelphia on Monday night. I am going all in on the under it's at 50 i mean that should be a really easy under if there's weather concerns if there's eagles offensive concerns but if i was going to say a a side which i'm not i'm picking the under matt's right on i think zach Ertz coming back is also a big deal for them i think that this is a spot for the eagles although it was a spot for the eagles last week in terrible weather and they basically went to cost them the entire game i mean there is that concern that like he was the main focal point of why they lost to the Browns uh, in a game that they very easily could have won. So uh, to me, I just don't have enough faith right now. I think the Eagles probably will cover, but I don't have enough faith to take it right now on the show. I'd rather have the under with all that weather problems. Um, okay, let's go to our top three picks. This is where the really the money meets, you know, the or the the uh, the metal meets the road. I mean, metal meets the road. I mean, this is. This is a big time where we make our money. So let's start with number three. None of us were very good at any of these last week, so we're trying to make a comeback. There's a lot of games here where you're seeing a lot of lines that seem like they're super inflated for a lot of, let's call middle of the road to bad teams, shall we? So this is a very tricky week, and it's also a week where I feel like you can get a good underdog getting a lot of points. With that being said, Chris, let's hear your first. The first pick is probably going to make Dad, not Dad, Dan, quite sad. Uh, going to take the Cardinals. <laughs> it, won't, it won't make my dad upset. I know that. Uh, Cardinals uh, with one, uh, one. I've seen one. I've seen one and a half. Uh, I'll take it either way against the New England Patriots. Um, I think it's going to be a relatively low-scoring game with a lot of running. Uh, the Pats, I think, can keep it close, but their defense has been actually really bad this year. They're 32nd uh, in DVOA currently, 28th against the run, 31st against the pass. 
Uh, you've got DeAndre Hopkins uh, to worry about in the passing game. You have Kyler Murray, Kenyon Drake, Chase Edmonds to worry about in the running game. Uh, I, I don't, I don't really see a scenario in this where the Patriots can win this game uh, with the the uh, ability of Clint's Cliff Kingsbury to come up with some crazy plays for Kyler Murray to run. Um, so give me the Cardinals uh, getting a point, uh, laying a point against the New England Patriots. Ah, uh, I, I hate to say this, but I don't hate that pick. It just it's, it's last week was so rough. Like you came off that Ravens high, and then they throw out a performance like that. It was like, all right. I've I've seen enough here. Um and Burkhead getting hurt really hurts the count too. Um Matt, number three. Yeah, I'm gonna be right with Chris on this one. Um this is my number two pick or what, but you know, I guess they could be interchangeable. I like it enough. Um be a little higher. But yeah, Arizona New England's really struggle with these teams that uh, are not just one dimensional on offense. And if they can, you know, run the run the ball and more most importantly pass, and again, obviously they were really able to stifle Baltimore, who's Lamar Jackson's passing game has been brutal all season. Um, obviously, they had some weather elements helping them in that game. So uh, I do worry if there's any sort of weather. Obviously, I'm, you know, I haven't looked at New England. Um, but if there's any sort of weather, I would worry about Kyler Murray a little bit. But um, And just two mobile quarterbacks notoriously against, against New England usually do pretty well. So I'm going to take, I'm going to take uh, Kyler and his Cardinals minus one and a half. Yeah, uh, it's supposed to be 50 degrees in Foxborough, clear. So, I mean, there shouldn't be an issue there. Uh, I'm not taking that pick. I <laughs> really? Do, I, I'm not going to do. I'm not going to go near that game. I just, I can't do anything with New England right now. They're they're upsetting me. Uh, I will go to a different game, a divisional game. Um, to me, I think that this game is again. This is a spot play. A team that's getting healthy and playing a divisional opponent that's probably better than them. I'm going to take San Francisco. I'm going to take the 49ers here, uh, plus six and a half against the Rams. Uh, the Rams playing on Monday night. They have looked really good. I mean, really, really good. And I think that they, to be honest with you, I think that the Rams, if there's a team that I'm going to go to the window right now and bet the NFC to win it right now, I think the Rams are that team. I think the Rams right now on paper have the least amount of flaws in, in their in their, uh, in their offense and in their defense, their whole team all around. But I just think I'm taking the 49ers off the bye. I know Nick Mullins is, is, is probably going to start again. Um but I think in division, getting Raheem Mostert back this week, um, I, I think that the 49ers have enough to at least keep the game close. I'm not saying they win the game, but I think they have enough to at least keep it close and, and give Shanahan a couple of weeks to prepare. I think he'll have some type of game plan for the Rams this Sunday, uh, especially the Rams coming off of a short week after a big win against the Bucs. Uh, I'm, I'm leaning 49ers. I don't like it, but I'm going to take it. And the 49ers, again, 55% of the bets are on the 49ers. 72% of the money are on the 49ers. Um, that's where people are going. So I'm going to stick with San Francisco. I don't know if you guys like that pick or not. I really don't like it, but it's the third best I could find. No, I think you're just, you know, you're kind of following some good rules. Though. You're following, you know, I mean, last time these two teams played, San Fran was a big underdog, and they, they won outright. And it was kind of the same thing, just kind of, you know, coaching ideas and how familiar these teams are because it's in division. So getting – Getting close to a touchdown, uh, if you got it, you know, Monday it was at a touchdown if you're able to get that. But, um, you know, taking that in a, in a division game, especially in this division, one of the one of the weirdest ones in all of the NFL, where whenever these two teams, you know, it, te- teams in these division play each other, it could go either way, no matter who's playing. So, um, yeah, I, I like that pick a lot, actually. 
I would say I like your side on it, uh, but for me, that's a stay-away game. I just don't know what's going to happen because I could see the Rams blowing them out. Um, I just don't know what to expect right now with Nick Mullins at quarterback. Uh, but I do. if I had to pick a side in that game, I would probably take the 49ers getting the, uh, getting the six and a half. It's yeah. I don't. I don't think the Rams blow anybody out. The only team I'm looking back at their schedule this year. The only team they've blown out was Washington, thirty to ten. But I mean, well, in other NFC and then thirty-seven to nineteen in Philly. So outside of the NFC East, they don't blow people out. They're not really that kind of offense either. No, they don't. And 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 even on Monday night, I mean, that game didn't feel that close, but the Bucks were able to come back and 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 keep it, you know, relatively close to the point where they had a chance to win the game. So. Um, yeah, I mean, to me, this is two teams that just know each other well, and, and I think these two teams always play close. Um, let's go to number two. I'm trying to be businesslike this week and just be smart. Methodical. Say methodical and say, what's a bad team playing a good team? I got one. I don't have a good team. I'm sorry, I don't have a good team. But oh, I, have, I have a bad team playing a slightly, a slightly better team. Okay, well, I mean, I have I, I'll give you mine first, and then I'll let you go. I have a good team playing a bad team, and, and so at home, and I think they're this is going to be a blowout. I've got the Bills minus five against the Chargers. I just think that this this is so crazy, like like to me that like the Chargers, the Chargers last week we nailed them. We got the Jets; it was beautiful, but the Chargers won. They got a little taste of victory. They said, oh, we got to win. But they easily could have lost that game. They did so many things stupidly at the end of that game um, that cost them. They gave the Jets a chance to win it at the end. I, I don't think the Bills miss a beat this week. They're coming off the bye. I think Diggs will have a monster game. Nobody's going to be able to cover him. Um, I, this is just an efficient, methodical thumping. I see this game like 37-19. to 19. Bills roll at home deep into November. Um, you know, hopefully there's a little bit more wind on the Lake Erie coming in that will mess up the rookie quarterback. I love the Bills this week, minus five. All right. So um, I like that pick. I like that pick a lot, actually, because the Bills, again, they were rolling. I'm just looking back at their schedule. Obviously, I forgot the, they're coming off the bye, um, and they, they would have rattled off four wins in a row if it wasn't for uh, the miracle in uh, Arizona out there. So it would have been four wins in a row for them going into the bye. Um, but maybe that little loss is just enough to make them tighten up the screws. Um, so my bad team going up against, hmm. I guess maybe a bad team, but they've got some good parts of their game, is that I'm going to take uh, Minnesota length three and a half against the Carolina Panthers. Um, I, I think that uh, – they're, the running game of Minnesota is going to just absolutely propel them through this game. Um, people, you know, I think people are probably down on Minnesota. I think a lot of them had people uh, had them in survivor pools last week against the Cowboys. Uh, I know a bunch of people lost on that, um, and, and they just didn't look as good. Meanwhile, Carolina shuts out the Lions. Big win, big massive win. I think that we just got to flip the script on this game. I think Dalvin Cook is just going to run the ball right down the Panthers' throat all game long. Um, and this is this is a strange um, Zimmer spot here. This is a very weird trend for him, but um, uh, uh, playing non-divisional uh, opponents as a home favorite, he's 19-6-1. So, again, against these kind of subpar teams that aren't in his division, Zimmer is pretty good coach, and I think that he's going to be able to game plan for them. So give me Minnesota minus three and a half. That is a very, very, very strange game that I just can't even – 
I can't even go there because it's. It, I feel like anything could happen in that game. Those two teams with Cook, you would have expected, you would have expected them to run all over Dallas, and and I mean, in degree they did. But I worry about that defense. I mean, especially if 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 McCaffrey's able to come back this week, which I don't think he is. I don't think he's coming back no. this week. But still, um, I don't know. That that is a toughie to me. God bless you and whatever you do, because you know what? Maybe it's. If it doesn't compute in my brain, it computes somewhere else, and and you're due. So I'm leaving. I'm leaving that to you, my friend. Chris. All right, Dan. I'm sticking with the same game that you have, Bills Chargers, but I'm not taking a side. Give me the over 53 and a half in that game. We've talked about the Bills' struggles with their defense this year, and I think Keenan Allen and Justin Herbert have a real connection that we've seen so far, and they've been able to put up some big numbers. Um, you know, we talked about Herbert really excelling kind of in the NFL right now, both through the air and has shown the ability to really use his legs to his advantage. Uh, Buffalo right now is in the bottom half in DVOA, both overall and passing and rushing. Uh, with a chance, Austin Eckler, I believe, got activated this week, could play on Sunday. Uh, however, on the flip side of that, Chargers have not fared well, uh, very well at all like, on the defensive side of things. 20th total DV- DVOA uh, and just gave up 28 points to the lowly New York Jets last week. Um and the Bills are putting up for some pretty serious points. Uh, Dan, you mentioned that that Stephon Diggs connection. Uh, I mean, he's been an uh, unreal addition to that entire offense, both benefiting from an actual you know connection with uh, Josh Allen, and I think also just opening things up for other members of that offense. Uh, so I like this game to kind of be a situation where the, the Chargers do what they do best. They go up early, uh, and then the Bills come storming back and then uh, take the lead and end up winning relatively comfortably. So give me the over uh, 53 and a half in the Chargers and the Bills. Beautiful. I actually really like that pick. Um, do we have a read yet on like? And I know it's kind of, it's hard to differentiate. Do we think that the Cardinals got the better deal with Hopkins, or that the Bills got the better deal with Diggs in terms of getting their teams to where they want to go? I mean, everybody has. A pick. I, hmm. I obviously they've they've both been huge, uh, and I you know I don't have the numbers in front of me really specifically to tell. Uh, but it seems like I think Diggs has made a bit of a bigger impact just because when you look at where Josh Allen was the last few years, especially in the deep ball situation, uh, and it seems like all of a sudden this year with the addition of Stephon Diggs and has opened up that deep ball uh, across the board for the wide receivers, and obviously especially uh, Diggs. Um, Hopkins has been phenomenal, and I think obviously when you when you think of him, you're going to think of that catch against Buffalo. Um but I, again, I, I think it's when you're talking about an impact on an entire team. I think Stephon Diggs has had a bigger impact on the entire team as a whole uh, versus DeAndre Hopkins. Granted, you're kind of splitting hairs here, but I would put my I would say Diggs has had a, a bit of a more of an impact um, than D Hop has. Yeah, see the, the the actual example. You know, the example is well, DeAndre Hopkins literally won them the game against the Bills, so he is worth more. But I I actually agree with Chris where I think just the fit of of Diggs with um, Allen, um, you know, you put Hopkins anywhere, he would have been a great fit with whatever quarterback because he's just got that kind of skill set. But I think what Josh Allen likes to do and what Diggs is good at really just sync up perfectly. So I think that that's been an absolute match made in uh, heaven up in Buffalo. Yeah, I mean, the guy's leading the league in receptions. He's leading the league in yards. I mean, to me, I think the Cardinals, it's not just the addition of Hopkins. It's also the maturation of Kyler Murray. And mm-hmm. that's been a big deal for them, and that's a huge part of their offense. Allen can run, but the big part of their offense, they haven't been able to run the ball all year in Buffalo. Yeah. So Diggs this year, I think, probably is is probably the bigger impact player in terms of getting the team where they want to go. All right, here we go. Number one, 
Chris, this is on you, pal. This is it. Give me your best fastball. It's the Miami Dolphins minus seven against the New York Jets. Oh, okay. I'm going with it. You know, I think the Jets, they had their moment last week. We saw that with the nine and a half against uh, the the Chargers there. They had their chance to win. They had, they covered. Obviously, Dan benefited as that was the one win that he had last week (laughs) was the New York Jets. Um, Unreal. Uh, you know, I think Miami's defense right now is too is too solid to really give up a lot of points to the New York Jets. Uh, and there's something about I think Ryan Fitzpatrick going up to play the, against the Jets again that I just love the idea of him going against the Jets and absolutely laying you know another 450 yard you know three four touchdown game against them just because it, the, the poor Jets can never get screwed over enough. Um, and, you know, and this could be one of those games where I sit there on Sunday and the Jets somehow win by one point, or it could be one of those games where I sit there and I'm like, this was the easiest pick in the world as Miami is winning 31-7. to uh, And I'm going to lean more towards that 31-7 to than I am the Jets keeping it close and winning the game. Uh, is Tua not starting in this game? Because he, he I know he has a thumb injury, is but Tua, I'm pretty sure they named, uh, sure they named him the starter this week. Um But, I mean, either, either way, way. I mean, either, I mean what, no matter who's uh, who's starting, um, let's see. I'm pretty sure it's Tua. I mean, do you have a concern that they bench him? If he if he starts, do they have a concern that him getting benched? I mean, was that a concern for you all? Anyway? I, I, no, because it's the Jets. <laughs> The, the, you know, I, 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 I no, but what I'm saying is, I, I, you know, with Denver, Denver has the ability to keep things close and keep things interesting, and they're such a weird team uh, with that defense coached by Vic Fangio. Uh, and I think that was a perfect letdown moment for Miami as well. They had just won, what, four or five in a row. Uh, it was a trap game. You know, they probably went in underprepared for that game and just, you know, kind of, you know, they learned that you can't do that. Uh, whereas I think, you, you know, they learned their lesson last week against Denver, uh, and they're not going to do that this week against, with the Jets. Well, Chris. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Matt. All I wanted to say was the cherry on top of my crap Sunday that was week 11 was Joe Flacco leading a meaningless, meaningless touchdown drive at the end of the game to get a backdoor cover for you to beat me and for me to just not have any hope anymore. (laughs) Well, the worst part about that was that they – Denzel Mims – bobbled a catch and caught it, but he bobbled it and was out of bounds and they didn't call it and they didn't challenge it. So that whole play would have, that was fourth down. So that would have ended the game. And I don't know. I probably was the only one watching that game <laughs> to be honest with you, but that's okay. Um, I'm glad you mentioned Denver, Chris, because they're my number one pick this week. I'm going to take the Denver Broncos at plus six against the Saints. Um, this is one of those things where I saw Taysom Hill. I know I'm putting my. I'm, this is this is like, you know, this is like all the stuffing, mashed potatoes, and turkey with the sandwich. I mean, this is this is you got to eat a couple of these, and and I'm hoping that this tastes good because the leftovers sometimes don't. Uh, I'm thinking, <laughs> and this is your number one pick, Dan. I know. In fact, he hates the board. He likes this the most. This is my this is my favorite thing. I mean, I just think the Saints like. With Taysom Hill, um, a great week last week, obviously. I saw a lot of good things. Um, I thought it took them a while to get going uh, against the Falcons. He did throw the ball well with the exception of a few passes that were kind of deemed more like punts than passes. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, difficult to, it's difficult to game plan for a possibility of Jameis Winston versus Taysom Hill, and I think the Falcons learned that. 
I think Fangio is a good enough coach where the Broncos are going to be able to, to, to stick in this game, maybe get Drew Locke, king of the backdoor cover, king of the cover. I mean, he's, he is the real deal to me um, when it comes to that. Uh, obviously, he's probably not going to survive the rest of the, uh, the season. But in this game, I think that I want to see Hill do this outdoors in Denver, high altitude, uh, against a team that defends the pass really well. I mean, in terms of yards per pass attempt, Denver's like top five in the league in that category. Uh, they're going to have to find a way to run the football on, on New Orleans, and that's obviously not going to be easy. Uh, but I do think that in the near the end of the game, they can find a way to backdoor cover this with that big six number. So I'll take the Denver Broncos at home, plus six, and he'll, I think Hill struggles a little bit more this week. Dan, I'm surprised you didn't go with the under in that game. Uh, I thought about it, thought about it, but the under's way too low. That's the problem. But that's why I like Denver. If the under's at 43 and a half. I just, I, I like, I like the, uh, I like the underdog there. Matt, please, God help us. <laughs> Does not sound confident right now. Well, we're gonna, we're gonna just get back to old school stuff. You're gonna take two teams that put up a lot of points and that don't play any defense. And that is going to be the Las Vegas Raiders and the Atlanta Falcons over 54 because neither of those teams play a lick of defense. I'm um, playing in the Dome, in Atlanta, fast track. Give me over 54 points. I do. I'm, I'm like seeing steam move down to the, to the under, though. And so now I'm like I'm tilting. I'm live tilting right now because I don't know if I want to take the Falcons plus three, which they also might be coming up in another pick later in the show. But I don't know if I want to include them now as well. But we're going to stick with the over. Wow. Well, I mean, that's a game right there where I I probably agree with you, to be quite honest. I mean, Atlanta, the problem is Atlanta, Atlanta is, what is going on down there? I mean, they really just have, like, it's their defense most of the year, and now their offense is scoring, like, nine points a game. Like, where is, where did they go? I mean, they really, I don't know. That, that game confuses the hell out of me. Um, okay. The over 54 for Raiders and Falcons. Uh, before we get to the specials, any leans from anybody? I was saying my lean, I think, was that that Denver under, possibly. Um, let me see what else we got going on here. I almost took I almost took San Fran and Buffalo. I like both of those picks from you, Dan. Okay. Um, and if as far as an ugly lean, which I couldn't bring myself to do, um, is anybody else looking at the G-men taking yeah. on the Burrow with yeah. Bengals? I mean, that's... That's, a that's really going to take Danny Dimes. Yeah. The Burlish Bengals are going to be – that's going to be the most putrid football we've seen all year. I mean, he's the only thing that's been impressive about that team, period. They, they have – with them, it's like I feel like the Bengals just went back to number one pick possibility. Like that's, that's where I just saw them go. I mean, Brandon Allen from back from the dead, Matt, your former that's buddy out of Denver. Unbelievable. Um, is the number just – I feel like the number is just too high. Like, again, it's inflated to six. It's like I want to take the Giants so bad, but I am just way too nervous to take them with that big of a number. Uh, I'm also leaning Raiders minus three, but it feels like a trap. It feels like a big trap right there. I, 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 that was almost – I was this close to putting that in the top three picks. But with them, it's like coming off of a – impressive loss and how good they are and the Falcons is just playing like garbage. You'd be like, oh that's Raiders minus three. Easy. I mean, I don't know. I just that that game just it's a it's it 
calling to me. It's saying, bet us, bet us, go to the black hole, bet us, we're going to win by, you know, of like 17 points, bet us, and then they're going to lose. And it's, it is going to scare me. No, see, so, I like the idea of you not taking that because you're afraid and then them winning like 34 to 17. Oh, God. <laughs> so now I have to take it, Chris. No, no, Come no. on. So, Did you have any other lead, though, Chris? Yeah, I'm look. If it, this is if this game gets played. We don't know. It was supposed to be played uh, Thursday night with Steelers-Ravens. If it gets played, I love the Steelers at minus four. I think they could actually lick in on these Baltimore Ravens. I think the Ravens are, are dead. I, I don't see the Ravens coming back anymore. I, I, I think they could fight for that last playoff spot, but I love the Steelers right now to just absolutely lay the hammer on them and put them to bed when it comes to terms of the division. And then uh, I hate saying these words, but I do really like the Chiefs against the Bucks. Mm-hmm. I think the Bucks at best win that close, but I think it more more likely the Chiefs at best, and I think the Chiefs at their best could, could cause a lot of issues uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, outside of the Raiders, no team... Very, I think except what the Chargers in that one game as well have caused issues for the Chiefs right now. Patrick Mahomes in his career is averaging 32 points a game, which is absolutely bonkers through 40 games of his career. So I, I do kind of like the Chiefs in that game, but that also I kind of just want to sit back and enjoy and not worry about it and run for the Bucs. So we're not gonna we're not gonna have any action on it, but I do like the Chiefs uh, at minus three there. And I, if it gets played, I love the Steelers getting four uh, with the four points. I mean, it, it, that's a stay away game for me. To me, that's just like I want. I think you're exactly right. Just sit down and watch it. I'm surprised, Matt. You're not going to your 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 uh, your hornet's nest. You're not going to Tennessee, Indianapolis. Not, not no lean in that game. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> the most terrifying okay. game of the week, one could say. Okay, yeah that that is that is absolutely the Sunday scaries definition. Uh, also leaning Browns a little bit, but I'm not going to go there. Yeah. Um, okay, the specials of the week. Chris is super, super of the week. Go ahead. Super. We have, uh, as you know, I love the Cardinals this week, so give me the Cardinals in the super at, what, I think, uh, five, six, eight and a half. Give me the Chargers Bills over 43 and a half. And the Cleveland Browns uh, plus three and a half. Oh, okay. Cleveland I, think, I, lo- I think I, I again. I, I think you talked about leaning towards the Browns. I don't like them with the uh, with the was that over six and a half points, yeah. but I do like them to just outright win that game. So, and then you know, same thing, kind of with Arizona. There, you know, I I like them to be able to just outright win that game. So, give me those kind of couple extra points there as a cushion. And then with the Chargers Bills again, I love that over normally. So, you know, if I could get getting that down to you know get that down into the forties, I think is a really good spot. Because uh, I can, I definitely see the Chargers scoring some points and the Bills kind of uh, ripping and roaring on offense. So, okay, love it. Um, Survivor Danny, there's no other game on the board this week that I, uh, again, I, I'm nervous to take them, but I would lean the Raiders this week. I think the Raiders would be the one. Um, obviously, I mean, to me, I don't have any other team on this list. Maybe outside. I don't like Seattle in this game. I mean, the Seattle is one that I, I'm not, not crazy about that. It's going to be weird. It's prime time. It's in the weather. Like I'm not crazy about it. I'm going to lean the Raiders here. I know Maddie just scoffed. I don't know what what, put, what you have. As put well. your neck on the line and take the Giants. They are not going to lose to the Burles Bengals. Take the Giants. As far as straight up win, their defense is playing good enough. I think. Taking the yeah, Giants in a survival pool is scary, though. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad. Like, 
for the Eagles, awesome. Lane Johnson missing the rest of the season. No, yeah, it's, oh, okay, great. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely taking the armor now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Giants not bad. I, I, I agree. Giants not bad, but I'll, I'll stick with the Raiders this week as, and, and use them uh, for this rival pool. All right, here we go. This is it. This is going to hit. 27th birthday, 27th year of living. Let's rock and roll. Let's hit the Magic's. Maddie's Magic Moneyline Parlay. Well, you better hope it doesn't hit because that already means that you're going to be out of Survivor then because we're taking the Falcons oh. plus 140 uh, against the Raiders. Again, I just think that this is a – I think it's a letdown spot for the Raiders. Really huge, massive game last week, um, and they have been winning. And I feel like them coming, coming to Atlanta early game. I just, I, I don't know. I, I see the Falcons kind of getting up on them early, and this, again, this turning into a shootout, which is why I like the over. Um, but Atlanta plus one forty, and then we are going to go to the Hornets' nest, and we're going to go to that pesky little divisional game in the AFC uh, uh, South, and we're going to take the Titans, the oh. bane of my existence, plus one fifty five. Um, against the Colts, uh, you know, the, the Colts just put a, put a whoop into the Packers last week. Um, their defense really showed out, uh, you know, and so now we're kind of doing the same thing. We're kind of walking right back into it, taking the offensive side versus the defense. Phillip Rivers, I mean, is, are you just not like holding your breath? If you're, if you're on the side of the Colts and you're watching that game, like watching them play offense is one of the worst things that you could be like witnessing. If you have, if you have any sort of stake on, on the Colts watching Phillip Rivers. So, I'm going to go against the guy that I hate. I've hated all year, Phil Rivers, and I'm going to take – I think the Titans are getting things right on defense. I know they've had some serious woes throughout the season, but I think that they're able to do things enough. So give me them, plus 155, uh, and that's going to give you a plus 510 uh, on, on the parlay. So pretty decent. It's one of my least favorite that you've ever done, but that probably means it's going to hit because <laughs> that's – I, I, the ones that I've loved like the last two weeks and – Really, I've loved like some that have lost by literal yards. Like, I just I Falcons and the Titans. Like, you can't get an uglier. Just gotta get ugly. But you have to do it. You have to do it. Big balls, that right there. All right, guys, uh, that's gonna do it. I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, news flash: We are on Spotify now. How about that? How oh, yeah. freaking cool is that? We are on Spotify. We are on Google Podcast. Um, you can go follow us on Spotify. Follow us. Write a review of us. Do what you want to do on Google Podcast. We love, love, love getting feedback. And as always, you can also listen to us on Sports Country Radio, our OG network, obviously, uh, where you can hear us on Saturdays from uh, on 11 a.m. You can hear us at 3 p.m. And you can even hear us at 5 p.m. And if you miss all those, goodness gracious, you can hear us on Sunday at 11 a.m. And get those picks in. But please go to Spotify. You can listen to us anytime. Whatever you want. Exactly. It's like the most convenient thing. Modern technology. It's amazing. (laughs) Um, Enjoy the weekend, fellas. I hope a uh, a happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. And uh, we'll see you next week, ladies and gentlemen. For Matty Ice, Matty C, Matt Silver, and for Chris Rosa, I'm Dan Zampano. We thank you for listening. The Sunday card.